Hello and welcome to the Sports Cars Podcast. This week we will be having a look at football with the return of the EFL, looking at the 100 cricket, a little bit of boxing and some rugby leading into the World Cup. Another week. How you doing? I'm good, are you? Very well, thank you. Another rainy British summer week. It's been awful, awful. This week was the return of the football season. Not the Premiership, everything below. Have you caught anything from the weekend? Little bits and bobs. There's been a few sort of standout games. It started on uh, Friday night, which... Southampton came from behind to beat Sheffield Wednesday, which is always nice seeing Wednesdays get beat. <laughs> Working around a lot of Wednesdays fans over my time, and uh, yeah, it's always nice. But there's been a few sort of standout games. Watford beat QPR four nil. Barnsley probably the the biggest game of the weekend. They've had a lot of their own fans on Twitter kicking off that uh, they've sold a striker, they needed strikers, they've not brought anyone. But they beat Port Vale 7-0. So they're not short of goals. No. Probably another impressive one is Wigan winning away at Derby 2-1. You probably don't sort of know too much about this, but Wigan are in financial despair. A lot of players' contracts have been null void because they haven't been paid. Yeah. A lot of players have just walked from the club. A lot of staff have gone. They sold the captain uh, at the end of the week to Wrexham. So they've basically got, you know, half a squad and, and, and things like that. And um, yeah, they, they, they turned Derby over, who were probably favourites for the league. And then into League Two, where there was sort of quite a few. League Two set up quite good this year because you've got uh, Notts County, Wrexham, and Stockport, who last year, obviously Wrexham and Notts County went up, the year before Stockport went up, but all them three teams have got the financial backing that they probably should get out of that league. Yeah. Notts County got smashed by Sutton United 5-1. <laughs> Stockport lost to Gillingham at home. And Wrexham lost 5-3 to MK Dons, which MK Dons is a tough game. There's no doubt about it. But first uh, first game back in Day the Football Europeans. League for race court, uh, for, mm. for Wrexham at the race course. And, and they can see five. But, and then local team Doncaster in the Yorkshire Derby lost 1-0 to Harrogate over a very, very dubious penalty which I can see probably why it was given, but realistically it wasn't a penalty. And then they had two very good penalty shouts turned Denied. down themselves. Yeah, mm. My team, Blackburn, beating West Brom 2-1 at home. Quite a good result. We scored and literally they kicked off, passed back to their defender. He went to make a pass. We intercepted it, passed it, scored. There was only nine seconds of game time between each goals. Oh, amazing. So we uh, sort of double quick double blow for them. Transfers, United have signed Hodgeland from Atalanta. I think total of 72 million for a 20-year-old. Quite a big um, 
they're expecting big things from him. He's you know, he's sort of six foot one, six foot two, blonde hair, a little bit like Harland. Is that is that northern European Yeah. I I think it's Icelandic, but I think he's Danish, I think. Um some of the values that they're paying for players, like I've grown up I've grown up where they're offering like the, the record signing for like Bales, like eighty million or something like that. It, it just and we're now we're paying we're at a point where we're paying seventy two million pound for a twenty year a twenty old. year old and and obviously the Kylian Mbappe thing. I know that was driven by Saudis, but there's, there are some ridiculous numbers flying around. I think when I was a wee one, and obviously I Blackburn fan, Alan Shearer was, you know, the the, the greatest player at the time. And I think we sold him for a record amount, and it was like fifteen million. Yeah, you know, and then. And I remember, I think the Man United that brought in, I believe it was someone like Yabstam or something for like forty million that broke the record, and then Rio for fifty million, and and then you just see every year you see clubs make multiple signings for. Don't get me wrong, people like um, Brighton do it very coy, where they bring a player in for five to ten million, sell them for seventy. But a lot of the your top six, top seven teams are buying multiple players at seventy million. Yeah, quick. Little pop quiz. Do you know who the first million pound football player was? Trevor Francis, who well, sadly passed last week. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Got to get me up early in the morning. <laughs> uh, 69 years old, first uh, football player to command a million pounds. I believe as a it was Brian Clough that signed him for Forest. You know more than me. Sit- Man yes, City. it was. Birmingham City to, Man- uh, to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Correct. Uh, I know my stuff. <laughs> I will get you one day. <laughs> Man City signed Gavardiol from Leipzig. That is a signing I'm very excited to see in the Premier League because I think he is an absolute fantastic defender. And I think that's probably one of the missing pieces that City have lacked in years gone by. And then Harry Kane is still at Still, We've, we've yeah. said that for... Three weeks now, three yeah. podcasts in a row. I think, I think he had, they had a friendly today and he sort of clapped around the crowd, so I think he knows he's going. I think it's looking like he's going to go to Bayern. Bayern. Yeah, mm. he's he's chasing trophies, which is nice because the, we've seen the people that's gone to, to Saudi Arabia and he's not chasing that, so it's nice to see that he's chasing trophies, yeah. knowing that he's going to get money anyway. So, yeah, it's nice. Moving on to the cricket, so the 100 series returns, or returns, should I say, on the 1st of August. It hasn't been a superb week of action, so obviously the women's and the men's are played at the same time. Um, more of the women's games have been played than the men's. Um, I think the women's have played around 2 o'clock, men's have started at 6 o'clock yeah. in the evening. Um, but we've had a lot of rain around this week. Um, have you caught any of the 100s? I've seen bits, I've not seen a lot Uh I think from ones I have seen, it's been rain affected, short shorter games and things. Yeah, it it has it has been it's been on, but I've not been fortunate enough to watch full matches yet. Yeah, the the standings obviously aren't aren't super reflective at the moment. It's only been the first week, and we haven't really seen, like I say, a lot of action. Um, we have got double header matches pretty much every week, every day next week. Uh, bar Thursday, um, but as it stands, the Northern Superchargers and the Trent Rockets tied on three points at the top. 
um, and the Welsh via on two points. But like I say, there's a couple of couple of games that have been either yeah. postponed or abandoned halfway through. Where they just get a point each. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. So hopefully um, the weather brightens up and we're able to see some some cricket. I did see midweek Alex Hales retired. He's only 34 from international cricket. He hit a 170. I can't believe it was. I think it was against um, India or Australia in a test match. He hit, hit an unbeaten 170. And but his last international game was the T Twenty World Cup last November, which he won. So his last international game, he raised the World Cup, which is sort of a nice way to bow out. Yeah, see, to see sports, Yeah, you see sports people often retire when they've just won a title. James Hunt did it in seventy eight in the Formula One. Nico Rosberg did it. it was twenty sixteen when he won, and then retired. Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, possibly. He he won the the world and uh, and retired so twenty sixteen twenty sixteen mm. yeah so you see it fairly often a little bit of boxing I know you was probably looking forward to the Joshua Dillian White fight yes, yeah which unfortunately has been called off Dillian White obviously refuses to acknowledge that he's taken drugs mm. which I think at that level. You would, but they, they were they they were really reluctant to to come out and say anything more than uh, unknown substance or, or something yeah, an adverse, 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 adverse yeah, test, an adverse result, which you do see. I mean, they they are allowed levels of these. They're not banned the substance, but no, they are banned the, the high levels, yeah. which is what mm. makes them a bit iffy. Yeah, but. The certain certain eating eating certain food groups a lot can yeah. can obviously affect your hormones and the testosterones and these kind of things in your body and obviously these guys are on extremely strict diets and tablets and supplements um, and if if it has exceeded then it has it has exceeded would that mean that they'd have to rearrange or it would be called off or I think they'd have to do another test in a few months' time, see if there's levels of... It, it depends because Conor Ben had this issue with um, Eubank in one of their fights and he's just been cleared. So he, he, has got, he has got banned but he's now been cleared yeah. because it kind of... They argued it and, and it's it's things like they take one thing that increases performance here and they take something else that will counteract side effect but when you mix the two together it heightens another hormone and that's what that's the kind of thing that it does so we're talking yeah. very i know canelo alvarez has, has um returned a few tests high in clenbrugnol which is a cutting steroid and his defense was that it's a it's a it's a very farmers use it in their cows to produce a better cut of meat. Mm. So they basically feed the cow with the steroids, you get these massive jack cows, cut them up, <laughs> beautiful steak. And he's eating... And he's eating all these steaks. Steak for breakfast, lunch and tea. Yes. Yeah. So, but if he was to come and tell me that, I would believe him. There no, was... you're, not, you're not calling him a liar, are you? <laughs> no. There was a boxing match last night that wasn't really a boxing match, but it was a high profile. It was Jake Paul. Yes. Against Nate Diaz, who's obviously massive mixed martial artist, big in the UFC. 
Jake Paul did win on points. Which I'm a bit... I don't know, I thought Nate Diaz actually having a fighting record. He's not just a nobody. He's beating Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not a, a bomb by any stretch of the imagination. But, but with him not being a, a boxer... He he can knee somebody out, but he can he can he actually punch somebody's lights out? So yeah. So I'm surprised because he took it to Conor McGregor pretty well in their fights. Mm. So I was surprised that um, that it was maybe not as com- not comfortable, but it was unanimous. All three judges gave it his way, but I did see there was a punch where Jake Paul floored Nate Diaz, and naturally he sort of stumbled and then sort of fell off the edge of the ring but yeah. didn't quite go out and mm. um maybe that affected him more than you thought but I don't know, I'm not a fan of these. I know YouTube boxing. Was yeah. it the dance I think, label? I don't know who had it, I'll be honest. Um But even so, like but, you it high profile YouTube boxing, it's not it's really, not, no. Yeah. I know well, what is nice is Tommy Fury's fighting KSI. Yes. And the British Board of Boxing Control has refused to sanction it. Yeah. So if Tommy Fury wins, I think he's about seven and zero on his record. If he wins, he's not going to officially be eight and zero. No, they're not going to sanction it as a legal Tom, fight. Tommy Fury, Tommy, he's got he's got the ability, and I think he's got well, he's got the record certainly so far to be able to fight bigger fighters. If he could step away from these these glory like they're not glory fights, but like these silly fights. He could make a name for himself, but he, arguably he's doing pretty well himself. Well, this is the thing, and this is the argument. So, he fought one of the Paul brothers before, and the rumour was he took two million for that fight. Yeah. Now, Dillian White, when he fought Fury last time out, got three million. Tommy Fury is not going to be fighting at the level of that. So, yeah. he would probably get hundred grand yeah. if he was to fight if he was to fight at his level in the boxing world he would probably get a hundred grand yeah like Dave Allen's got a fight coming up soon and I you know Dave Allen's a local lad to hear he's I've seen him fight a few times you know always caught him on telly he probably gets between 15 and 100 grand yeah fight. you know he's not going to be he's not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination but he's pretty comfortable yeah so I can. It's a little bit like the Saudi thing. If, if some, if a bit of a nobody is offering you two million to fight that you're probably going to win, i.e., go to Saudi and play yeah. a league that's well below what you need yeah. to do, you're probably going to take it from time to time. And the thing is, the thing is with KSI as well. It doesn't matter whether you win, wins, losers or draws. He wins anyway. KSI seems to win at everything yeah. that he's done in life yeah, so far. Does. And the real winner is. Prime, just yeah. Did you see when he when he won the match the other day? He had he had the big prime, no, uh, like diamond or diamond. I don't know. Prime in great big letters across his chest. Yeah, it was huge. Um, but no, he's he, it'll it'll be enjoyable to watch. But I wouldn't. There's not going to be loads of skill and, and athleticism, and I'd I'd rather have seen Joshua White. Yeah. Callum Smith's fight at the end of August has been called off with his opponent needing surgery from an illness. So a bit good about that, because I always like watching the Smiths fight. But obviously we've got Liam Smith versus Eubank Jr., so yeah. we are still going to get that. Just a quick question with the Joshua fight. Will they still run the undercard or, or not? Well, they're on about bringing in somebody for 
him still. You know, he's a week out because the fight was next week. He's a week out of yeah. camp. So the, the the argument is, um, they're on about bringing somebody in, and Anthony Ruiz has come out and said, "I'm I'm available. I'll fight. We'll make the trilogy." <laughs> and the pro- the problem that that carries is. Ruiz should never have won that world title against Joshua. Joshua played with him and, and got found out. But I could see Ruiz, I could see Joshua taking that fight, thinking Ruiz is a bit of a joker, and actually losing again. Yeah. I the thing is, it. as well, he's been training to fight at one man, one man sorry. Oh. And then all of a sudden, he's, he's trained to fight another guy. It's like, obviously, he's studied, or his team have studied the how yeah. how, how White fights. Um, and don't get me wrong, Ruiz, they've fought before, but I don't think he would be in the right headspace to be fighting a completely different boxer with such a short period of time to, yeah. to prep, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. That's obviously only happened in the last 24 hours, so we don't know. This weekend also was the first big weekend of the Summer Series leading into the World Cup for rugby, which saw my beloved Wales take on England in a friendly. Friendly, very friendly. And to be fair, it was probably played out a little bit like a friendly, and I was I was more surprised because the one thing you don't get between those two teams is a friendly. Yeah. And I was a bit worried that they were going to put out strong teams get someone, I mean, Lee Halfpenny made his 100th appearance for Wales and, you know, someone like him getting injured and then they had George North on and these sort of two players would be pivotal for us going to the World Cup. And I could just see us getting those two injured. Yeah, and then they'd be out for the World just, Cup. Yeah. Bray each other, there's no... Yeah, we've done it before. Lee Halfpenny did it a couple of years ago. The last World Cup got injured leading into it, did his ACL. You, you England and Wales put out both quite good back lines the, the forwards were a little bit a few sort of first caps and things like that but after England quickly took the lead it did see Wales run out winners 29 so I was quite pleased by the end of that no one stood out it wasn't uh, anyone in particular there was a there was there was one moment that would have probably been the try of the year which the Reese Summit just chipped over someone and touched it down and they went to the TMO and the TMO said, yeah, you can award the try. But the referee were adamant he didn't want to give a try and he were like, no, can you go back on your decision and review it? I want to look at this, this and this. And they ended up not giving it. So, yeah. Which, yes, his hand did touch the ball, come away and go back. But his other hand sort of didn't. So, it, you'd have... If, if it was if it was an England player that did it, I'd have said no try <laughs> <laughs> because of the Welsh guy. I thought it was a try, man. definite try. <laughs> um, Scotland, France. Scotland actually had fourteen men that got a man sent off, but came back to beat France twenty five twenty one. France top team. Not really sure if you can read into that too much, but um, Scotland looking pretty good, and then Ireland beating Italy thirty three seventeen. Pretty standard. Um, I didn't watch the game, but from all reports, it was a pretty lackluster Ireland performance. This evening also was England women 
in the Netball World Cup final. Now, they obviously won the Commonwealth a few years ago, mm. so they are a pretty top team. But unfortunately, they played Australia, who they did beat in the groups group game. But Australia won 61-45, which in netball terms is quite a, a drumming. Um, they, uh, you know, you don't normally win by 20 sort of points. It's normally a little bit closer. One thing we haven't touched on either is Arsenal winning the Charity Shield this evening against Man City. Man City. Have you seen the goals? I've not. <laughs> I watched the first eight minutes and then I had to go. So I haven't <laughs> seen. I haven't seen anything. Um, not necessarily the goals. No. The one thing I did see um, was. I think it was the first yellow card, maybe a little bit after eight minutes, I don't know. The first yellow card of the game was given for unsportsmanlike behaviour. And I was listening to the commentators talk, and I've done a little bit of looking this up, and the the Federation of Referees for the Premier League have come together and they've agreed that they want to put a stop or they want to stamp out, especially in the early, early stage of the Premier League this season, unsportsmanlike behaviour, time-wasting, nicking yardages, that kind of thing. Well, they're, they're doing a different thing with the clocks this year and, and um, they're, they're a thing announced at midweek. So if you if you ever go to a game, they always have a scoreboard in a corner. Mm. But when it gets to 90 minutes, it stops at 90 minutes. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't go 92, 93. But they've now made it where they have to. And what they're doing is, is like today in the... Charity Shield. We saw it a little bit in the World Cup just before Christmas, where there was like nine minutes of added on time and things. And in the, and in the game today, there was eight minutes added on time, but they played to like a hundred and two minutes. Yeah, because of time wasting. There was an injury as well, but I think that the the trying to stop. I mean, I saw they... a th- I saw a thing midweek, and it was um, how much of the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two. Of like game time, mm. so ninety minutes in the Premier League, it was like fifty-six minutes. 50, yeah, links. So. Yeah, it's because of all the celebrations. I mean, obviously, it's obviously celebrations for goals, kicking it out, and and then walking to get the ball, walking Sub back to get the ball. Take, yeah, just just walking. All the way there, the there should be. I think. I think you either go down the route of what rugby do. You play till the time, and then that's it. You don't play. But after they that. stop the clock at rugby as well. If, um, you know, if it's yeah. Like, but yeah, exactly. Or, um, but that gives the fourth official. It, it's quite a subjective, subjective. Is it where the ball is out of play and therefore the clock does not continue, or the fourth think, official's opinion? That, that ninety minutes. I mean, you look at American football matches as sixty minutes, but it can take three hours yeah. because of the stop starting. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to get the same there. I think I think it should be when, if it's anything over, like fifteen seconds, they stop the clock. Yeah. Um, because you you do you, you get players that just especially in cup games late on mm. play a word would step the throw in he'll put it down and another different player will walk over to set the throw in and yeah. you've wasted 45 the, the kings of it are obviously Argentina in the World Cup yes absolutely yeah. playing mind games yeah. to an, an unbelievable level but but that's effectively what, what they want to try and stamp out yeah
that's us done for this week. Join us next week with the return of the Premier League. Catch us on our socials at Sportscast Pod UK. I've been Jordan. I've been Liam. Thank you for listening.